this is episode 436 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, February 21st. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today I want to talk just a little bit. I feel like this is going to be a shorter show. I want to talk a little bit about Xenon Valkyrie Plus, which is on Xbox One, I believe PS4. Previously came out on the Vita and is also on Steam in a non-plus version, but may have all the plus content, whatever that may be. But I did record a little video of me playing the first 20 or so minutes of that, and it's very rogue legacy-ish. And that is a roguelike with some RPG elements. When you die, you die, you lose all your... Unlike Rogue Legacy, when you die, you lose all your stat bonuses, all the, the progress you've made. And in a way, it's it's somewhere in between uh, Rogue Legacy and Spelunky because you're going through these various environments. When you get through a few levels, you get to a boss level, and then you get to a little area where you can, if you have the, the resources and the, the money, you can purchase a teleporter, I guess you'd call it, to jump to a certain area. And I just unlocked that after beating the first boss, which seems to alternate between two different bosses. One which is significantly easier than the other. And I like the game, but I think the bosses really hurt the experience. Because it's weird the way they're set up in that you are restricted a lot in what you can do. Each of the three characters, you can choose between three, and they all have differing stats and then also differing special abilities. So one can do some kind of radar thing that I don't know what the benefit of that is. And then one has a bomb, which you all the characters can carry up to three grenades that can destroy the terrain and open up new areas. One character has their own grenade bomb thing that they can use unlimited times. You just have to wait for it to recharge. And then my personal favorite is this frog-like character who is, uh, their special ability is a super high jump. So you can get to places, or if you get in the low places that are hard to get out of, you can use that to reach new areas. And I really like that. But when you're in these boss levels, you because you have both a melee weapon and a, a gun, you can't use your gun, you can't use your special ability, and so you can only use your melee attack, and that's it. You can jump around. Jump, jump, jump around. But it seems weird that they restrict you so much in the boss battles, and I don't know if it's because they feel like, or through testing, they realize that the boss fights were very easy when that wasn't restricted and if that is the case i would say design better bosses that it's that simple it it feels so weird to go through the game feeling powerful or just having these certain abilities and then when you get to these boss fights which should be really fun and epic and challenging but not you shouldn't feel like you suddenly are a lesser player a lesser like your abilities have been diminished for this particular battle it would be like playing dark souls and you go through the whole game and you know any any enemy at any point can kill you 
you know, death is around every corner. You, you can get killed by the, the weakest little grunt if you aren't playing your cards right or just do something stupid. But it would be really weird in Dark Souls if suddenly, when you got to a boss, you lost the ability to use magic if you're like a pyromancer or something, or I don't know, you know, you lost <laughs> your one sword, or you were a sword and shield person and you lost your shield. If they somehow restricted your abilities or made you weaker in some way for the boss fight that would be like hey th th that would feel cheap and dark souls doesn't feel cheap it's incredibly challenging the, the soul series and bloodborne very challenging but very rewarding because while you do gain skills and abilities um you know through uh, leveling up and all that it's really about you becoming a better player and understanding the mechanics and being better at playing with those mechanics and the way the bosses are set up in here just seems a bit cheaper and annoying and it makes me not want to play the game when i do enjoy it for the most but i enjoy it mechanically when i'm not in boss fights i, I think the jump feels good i like my character's super jump my preferred character super jump and the shooting feels good uh, it's very simple. It's a, and you know, it's a two D side scroller, very pixelated art. Sometimes a little bit too pixelated. I wish it was a bit more detailed. But those boss fights just take away from the experience because it is so easy to just get overwhelmed, especially when you first run into a boss and you don't know its its tells and its what am I looking for? Why do I want to say je ne sais quoi? Not that, but it's it's things. It's things. Look at me with that little smart. Look at all the words in my head that I come up with. Things, but it just becomes frustrating and annoying and makes me not want to play the game. And it sucks because I think a lot of the game is good, even though. Sometimes the the jump feels weird and that you there's a little gap that you can get through, but then you just are jumping and you don't want to go through that gap. It's weird, but you can check it out. I did record, like I said, a video of me playing it for 20 or so minutes, and you can get a, an idea of what it's like. I don't know if in that video I did run into the boss, because I was just messing around. I think I might have, but... um yeah, I like it. I, I do kind of wish my progress would save because I like that. I like building up a character. Like maybe if there was two different modes, one that was permadeath mode and one that was progress ref mode where you make progress ref mode. But yeah, it's not bad. I just, I don't know. Because I, I got to the second area, then I got to the boss in the second area. And it just, it destroyed me. It was like this thing in the middle on an elevated platform. And then two turret looking things that would just throw bombs at me. And I could avoid their projectiles at first. And then they threw little things at me. And I was like, oh, maybe I can attack these with my sword. That didn't work. They're invulnerable. So I'd have to jump over them. Didn't know that, but one hit and I was dead. I was like, oh, this is great. And I know I could to ache my little teleporter and go to that area without having to deal with the first area but I feel like that 
while it would make me not have to spend as much time to get to that point, I would not be as powered up. I'm assuming, unless taking the teleporter also gives me a certain number of ability points or makes me a bit stronger. I don't know. I highly doubt that's the case. So it would behoove you to do it that way. But um, it's, it's all right. Xenon, Valkyrie, plus. But it could be better. They could, they could do a few things to it, and it could be something really special and really nice, I think. And other than that, I'm not going to talk about that one game that I've talked about on every episode for a very long time. You know which one it is. It involves hunting. And I'm not talking about Deer Hunter Reloaded. Or am I? Uh, but I, I want to talk about something I heard on the radio. It was some talk radio thing where a guy, the host, was talking about how people now are afraid of getting married because they don't want to get divorced. And that he believes it's better to have been married and gotten divorced than to have never been married at all. And I disagree. I think a better way of saying what he's saying, though he wouldn't agree with me because I you know, feel like I think he brought up Catholicism at some point. So, you know, religion comes into play with marriage and all that. But I would just say it is better to have loved and have had a broken heart than to have never loved at all. Because love love is something special, and you don't need marriage unless, you know, the only thing, the only significance of marriage is the legalities of it all, which can be important. And if you're super, super religious, but I don't know how many people are super, super religious. Um, so to me, it's it's more so just about love than than marriage. Love and marriage, love and marriage goes together like a horse and garage. But love, love, I think, is something everyone should experience, even if you go through heartbreak. Because love is something that feels really good, and it can feel awful too. Love is beautiful, and it can be ugly at the same time. It's wonderful and terrible, but it is something very special, and I say this having loved and still loving. I have also thought I loved and I, I realized later that I didn't when I finally felt real love. And it's it's a crazy thing because I realize I, I loved someone after the fact. We were never really a thing thing, but we shared a great brief period of time together and during that time I, I never felt as alive as I felt in that brief moment I, I think of Logan and the end of that which I'll spoil if you still haven't seen it that's your fault but but the end of that movie was for Wolverine and death she was for me in life so so this is what it feels like to be alive and to I've always felt weird and awkward and out of place and all of that you know you could just keep throwing different uh, similar terms and whatnot but when I was with her I still felt my like my weird self because I think everyone is weird in their own ways 
but I finally felt like, oh, this this is this is what life is supposed to feel like. This this just feels right. This feels good. I'm I'm genuinely happy right now. Uh, you know, there may be shitty things here and there, but overall, I feel wonderful. And there are specifics why you know it nothing came from that but a few months down the line and it was something i was very i was really struggling with i realized that these feelings that were bottled up inside me were were love and i thought it was i thought it was just ridiculous because i was like how could i love someone after just a month and a half and i fought with admitting that to myself for a very long time but then I I finally did <laughs> I remember I did when I was at this event sitting next to her and when there was like the the midpoint cuz like this um thing where people perform and they have like an intermission and during the intermission I left I told her I had to go I I don't I was like you know I'm not feeling great or whatever and the reason why I had to go is cuz and this is something that is it's very artsy there's there are many emotional pieces performed at this particular thing and someone's particular piece hit me it it was what triggered my admittance to myself and all that rush of emotion and the fact that she was right next to me i just had to get out of there and i never went back to that event and i haven't been back to it ever since and did that realization hurt in some sense? Sure. When things ended with me and her, did that hurt? Yeah. But And it hurt more than I expected. That was one of the biggest surprises and kind of what led to just like, why does this hurt more, way more than I thought it did? But I don't feel bad about it hurting that much or regret any of that because that just shows how much that time actually did mean to me and how much she meant to me in those moments and loving her is something I feel great about because it shows me that I'm capable of feeling that strongly about someone and and I always like to uh, just point out that I'm not in love with her I love her. You know, I love many people. I and I love people to differing degrees. You know, I love my father. I love other friends. And I love her. And I always will. There's not a single day that goes by that I don't think of her. And not in like a a pining kind of way, but you know, I'll just think of her for random reasons and it could be a second a day. It doesn't have to be any kind of significant thing. It really is any significant type of thing but also she was very into music like me and one of maybe the hardest things that is always constant is that anytime I hear a new song that I love my first thought every time is I wish I could share this with this person and I can't because our relationship friendship after all that stuff happened, it was just 
to me, I never really got a good sense of what I was to her because she needed her space after the thing. And because it was, it was a thing where she was in a relationship that was like, uh, they were split, but her ex was showing, like he wanted to, you know, stay with her and become a better person. But, and she ended up going back with him which i completely understand they had this long history why not see if that can still work out and that's fine you know but after that our our friendship just sort of a relationship in general just sort of dissipated completely um and i knew it was like i i knew it was not ever going to be anywhere near the same when she unfollowed me on facebook because that's the way you unfriend someone without unfriending them. You know, that's the way you'll never see any of their shit unless they maybe comment on your stuff or they comment on a mutual friends thing. But other than that, you're never going to see their stuff. And I, I, I don't know, maybe like a year later, just, I just unfriended. I'm like, what's the point of this? We're friends on here, but we're not really friends. And I don't think she ever realized that I even unfriended her, which to me is very telling. But, there was a point where she like we'd probably talk and just check in once a month or so sometimes even longer uh you know as time passed it would the the time between interactions would be longer and then there was a point where she showed a more sig- uh significant or a stronger more consistent desire to hang out on everything and I had my assumptions as to why I confirmed that when I was talking to a friend the day I was going to meet up with her for the first time since not seeing her forever. And it was because she split up with that boyfriend. And then, you know, I was, I was very hesitant to hang out. And then I was very hesitant to hang out again because I just, I didn't trust that it would last. And I was right to think that because she got sick and then he was very, you know, helpful in that situation, I guess. This was something I heard outside of all that. And they got back together. And then she became very distant again. And I would hear from her maybe once a month. And I was like, well, good that I didn't get too invested in wanting to hang out frequently again. Because then this shit would have happened. Because I win. We were hanging out and that period before she made her decision. I don't know what he thought of me because he knew about me and I knew about him because she made it very apparent that, you know, she wasn't sure what she was going to do. I didn't give a shit about him. I had no opinion of him. You know, I was like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he's a great guy because I do not believe she would be with a piece of shit or anything like that. So I, I my only thought of him was, you know. I'm sure he's a great guy. And either way, you know, it's, it's about her and her happiness. Um, but I do know that he once, it, just at least once, did kind of, not I don't want to say stalk, but he, he did go onto my Facebook profile and peruse around. And he went pretty deep because he ended up liking one of my posts from like six months earlier to the, the time when he liked it. And I just thought that was very weird. I, I thought it was weird that he would just like one post and then nothing else. I was like, huh. He went, he just, like, I guess, 
search all this and he's like oh i'll like this because i like this i'm like hmm, okay um but i you know i don't know if he was very vocal about you know not being comfortable with her hanging out or talking with me so when she was with him in a relationship that made it much harder so um but you know some people are more jealous i think a lot of people are more in that jealous kind of mentality i'm not i just i i don't get the point i don't really give a shit about any of that kind of stuff i'm not a jealous person i'm incredibly trustworthy i wouldn't care if you know i was with someone and they went off you know to hang out with a bunch of dudes who were all zach efron's and ryan gosling's i don't whatever i don't care you know if the if the relationship is strong that none of that really matters but I'm losing track of what I'm even talking. Just that love is <laughs> love is great, and it is much better to have loved than to have never loved at all. You know, and and she made me realize that previous relationships, you know, thought it was love, but it wasn't. And this one was, which is really weird to me because it was just like, oh, we never even did all that much. We cuddled once, and I initiated that, which is weird. I'm not an initiator. I'm not a super confident person. So that was a very weird thing that happened. But with her, for the first time, I actually felt light for myself, for who I am. In my previous two relationships, I only ever felt like the other person liked the idea of me. They looked at me and said, oh, this is, he's, he's a nice guy. This is, this is a nice guy. It's the kind of person I should like. And that's why I felt liked. And it was... You know, it was just weird. But with her, it just, everything felt natural and right and whatever, you know. I I enjoyed every single second with her. I have great memories, and I will always have those. And I am so happy that I had those times with her that I felt so strongly and feel so strongly about her that I, you know, did and do love her, even though, you know, I'm, I don't pine over or anything. It's not anything crazy, but, you know, she'll always be a part of me. She'll always be an imp- a very important part of me. In the same way that the first girl I ever kissed, who nothing ever really mounted from that, but she'll always be incredibly important to me because she was my first kiss. She was the first person who really I don't think went out of her way but told me that I was an attractive person that she liked me and you know before that I thought I was the ugliest thing on the planet and that no one could possibly like me I've suffered from body dysmorphia for a very long time and I've you know I've never been a huge fan of my appearance much better now but back then I, I was convinced it wasn't that I believed that I was the ugliest thing on the planet. I knew it. But she, you know, put cracks in the wall that was that thought. And I'm forever grateful for that, you know. Um, I, I don't feel, feel any ill will towards how that thing all played out because it was all my fault because I just wasn't, I wasn't confident at all. And there were times where she'd asked to hang out or whatever, and I just wouldn't 
hang out with her because I was like, I was still in the whole mindset of like, why? Why does she like me? This six foot blonde, blue haired, model esque woman, why in the hell does she have any interest in me? This is fucking crazy. But yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I love her, but she's very special to me. Uh, and there are plenty of people that are very special to me. You know, friends uh, and people who could have been more than that, but they weren't. But who cares? Love is love. It is better to have loved than to have never loved at all. Love may hurt at times, but love can feel amazing as well. So amazing. And it's it's worth it. You know, pain for pleasure. Am I right? I don't know. But, it, you know, this got weird. <laughs> wasn't expecting to go on and on about this. I don't even know if this in any way makes any sense or I'm just doing my rambly self, but that is what it is. I feel like my body in this hoodie looks really weird and like my arm is like way shorter than it actually is. Now it looks, does it look really long? This is weird. Anywho. <laughs> Once again, I'm your host. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. I spent, like, way too long trying to figure out what the hell was going on with this stupid mic and the the wires. Because for a while, it was just giving me a lot of static. Not even a lot of static, just a little static. And, but any static is too much. And I was just saying that when I was talking, I was like, I'm going crazy. And then at one point, and well, it was speeding up the audio, and just you couldn't hear anything. It was like... And... <laughs> Can you imagine how annoying that would be if that's exactly how this entire podcast sounded? It would really suck, too, because I tested it a few times recording before doing this official recording of the, the episode. If it was full of static in this one. I like this hoodie. I've had this for a long time. I've never I've worn it maybe twice, which is why it's so nice and still very red. Can you feel me <laughs> caressing my boobas? Because these, these are male bubbas. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anywho, I'm your host, Mark Kushnez. Or you could call me Mark Kushnez. Or you could just call me Mark Kushnez. Either way, I, M-A-R-C-K-U-S-N-I-E-R-Z, can be found at Pixelated. No, what am I doing? See, I'm trying to be funny or cute or I don't know what, and I'm just all over the place. I am your host, once again, Mark Kuznes. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my animalist, Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the pixelated radio redux podcast and pixelated paranormal which just put an episode up today it is already live you can listen to it right now i hear sean and preston and big steven talk about things that they didn't talk about on the previous episode so you do that i think there's i don't know there was something in the title about the bachelor or something i don't know i can't remember check it out if you want like you like hearing about paranormal stuff then check it out and of course you can find all the art i do on the site as well 
or by going to pxsart.com. Yeah, there's no slash. I don't know what I was waiting for. Where you can find all the pieces I do and links to where you can purchase prints of the ones you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site and everything we do in general, if you love, if you love, you love it, you love the site. I know you do. You really do. You love it. You love it. If you love the site, and I don't know why you would, if there's anything you shouldn't love, it's pixelated sausage. But if you do, why not show that love with a buck or two a month? Because what says love more than money? And you could chip in a little bit of money, just a little bit, by going over to patreon.com slash pxs. That is P-X-S. You know what else is good? N-X-S. But there's no P-X-S in N-X-S. But there's a lot of excess in everything P-X-S. You know, you get it? You know what I'm saying? That is a good place to end, right? So... <laughs> no, I was thinking this is a this is a Barney song. Was that all about love? I love you, you love me. F U C K O N G What? I don't, that doesn't even make sense. I love you, you love me. Fuck on. <laughs> oh god. Look at this. We're about to hit thirty minutes of this bullshit. Anyway. That's that's a good place to end it because I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. So, you know what's coming. Not me, but this. Bye-bye.